You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. Okay, Ez, how many times... Have you seen The Rise of Skywalker? Oh wow, yeah. Uh, I, I'm only up to I'm only up to three actually, which is wow. disappointing. <laughs> I know. Um, I was at two the last time we were, you know, speaking, and now I, I watched it one more time. Um, actually, this week I have plans to watch it with my with my dad and my sister, so I'll at least get up to four, and I uh, gotta watch it one more time before I go back to go back to work. So. Mm-hmm. Any new takeaways upon seeing it your third time? Uh, I mean, I, other than it, just I love it still. Um, I'm, I'm like, there's little tiny things that you know. I think I'm sort of like, oh man, this would be cool if they did this. But I'm also really thinking that there's going to be more, and so there's reasons mm-hmm. why they didn't give us every little, you know, minute detail and wrap it all up super tight i mean it's still wrapped up and there's good resolution but the things where i'm like well you know ben being gone I, no one's ever really gone so i mean they, they laid that groundwork for you know the last two installments so we're good i mean i don't know there's that there's a couple other things you know just about with the with the emperor and there's stuff going on in mandalorian that makes me think there's a lot more this is just the beginning it's just the beginning mm-hmm. so Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I think, um, I, I think they're gonna go. I think they're gonna go with that Marvel approach. I think they're gonna be off for a couple years, and then they're gonna come back with that Marvel type approach. We're gonna get a Poe movie, a Finn movie, um, and then they'll come back together for something, and you know, then we'll go, we'll go from there. But that's where that's just kind of where I, I think they're gonna go. I think they're gonna do these that Marvel type, uh, you know thing where, where they're just adding having all these movies and some take place in this generation and this generation and then it all just ties together into some big sort of mm-hmm. some sort of big story yeah yeah I, I could see them doing that that'd be that'd be really interesting be different than this um you know kind of the, the the saga or whatever and they could actually come right. back and still do a saga you know what i mean they could yes they could it, it just depends on where in the timeline they want to go and do that um but yeah, I mean, uh, both ways are acceptable to me. I, I kind of just can't wait to see 
what they're going to do. Um, the tie-ins now with the TV show, that that TV show, so I know we're about to switch gears here, and we're, we're about to talk about The Mandalorian, and we have to because um, it is the bridge between all of this stuff happening in the animated series, in the comic books. You know, now it's it's yes, appearing it on T-Art, the live-action TV show, um, and maybe from there some of it trickles into a movie or something. I mean, who knows? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I think you said it the other day, The Witcher kind of changes everything, too, with, with some of these bigger actors saying, yeah, I'll do a TV show. I mean, absolutely. Honestly, Abs- yeah, Cassian Andor has already been in the world. I mean, Obi-Wan, TV show. You know, we've got some mm-hmm. big actors coming back to play in TV shows. So, Well, and I think it's because it's you know, when you look at it, I mean, Henry Cavill doing The Witcher, it's... I mean, look at what Game of Thrones did for, like, Sophie Turner, Macy Williams, a lot of these... Yeah. You know, a lot of these actors and, you know, it's like, well, that's TV. But I think there's a difference between regular television, right? Which is like, you know, ABC, Fox, where it's longer seasons. You know, you're talking like 23 half hour episodes or 23 hour episodes. um, And you're, you know, it's a much more committed schedule. It doesn't really give you a lot of time to do stuff outside of that. Um, because you're not, you're no longer shooting for just six weeks. You're shooting for, you know, 12 weeks. Um, and that eats into your schedule a lot more. Um, you're, you're, you know, if you have like a very specific look, you're a lot more tied down to it. Um, and so with Netflix and Disney and all these streaming things where you're doing eight to 10 episodes, um, and if you have a lot of characters, I mean, think about Stranger Things, for example, right? You know, now we're starting to see a lot of these kids from Stranger Things and some of these actors get bigger roles. You know, David Harbour uh, did Hellboy, and now he's going to be in the Black Widow movie. Right. Um, and then you, uh, Finn Wolfhard, mm-hmm. I th- what is his name? Yeah. The, um, you know, he's going to be in the Ghostbusters movie and stuff like that because, well, if it's eight episodes, eight hour long episodes, and you have a slew of like six to 12 really important characters, well, screen time, you're not going to be in every episode. So then he really cuts it down to like four or six. Now, Henry Cavill in The Witcher... Um, obviously, he's the lead star, so he's a lot more there. But um, I mean, you'll you'll start to see that where it's e- much easier for people to do these kind of Netflix series as opposed to something else. So I think that's where we see it with Disney Plus. Yeah, I could do you know I, I could I could do these these contracts and like sometimes these series aren't as long, right? Like mm-hmm. they're not yeah. they're like four or five seasons as opposed to. 15 or you know eight, eight or nine where it's like going to eat up like that much time of your life so yeah yeah well it, it is just it's just kind of neat you know just thinking about all the different things they could they could weave in and out of tv shows and what they could do going forward you know mm-hmm. marvel at the same time they were releasing some of their big their bigger um you know movies they had uh what, didn't they have a tv show going at the same time oh yeah, yeah. They, well agents of shield you had daredevil right. all that stuff that was going on on netflix and they were kind of doing their own thing there right. um but that all tie that's all yeah i haven't i haven't seen any of that stuff i know agents of shield does tie into and yeah, it reacts it to what's going on in in the marvel universe i don't know about daredevil and and all of that right. stuff because i didn't watch it so i just i can't speak for it um where on the other side you have like the CW where it's like you have the Arrowverse and that's its own thing. Yeah. Like that doesn't tie into Justice League and what they're kind of trying to do with the DC cinematic universe. But they also do their own thing over there where everybody's in their own universe and it's like its own its own thing as opposed to Marvel where it's all one universe. Right. Um and so right, so you so, so you have that kind of kind of going on as well. But yeah, I mean, you know, also these Netflix, Disney um 
Plus, as we'll start to see Hulu, you know, all these like streaming service shows, the budgets are a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, they're way bigger. And because you're doing less episodes, you get to pay these actors more. So I think you I think I mean, I who knows? I mean, we could get I think it's totally possible that we could get like a Poe Dameron Disney Plus show. I think it's entirely possible. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think yeah, it's totally possible. Yeah. You could totally do that. They actually joked they were sitting outside of uh, Galaxy's Edge, and and I was watching an interview where um, John Boyega was talking to Oscar, and he kind of said he, he was like, "Well, he's ready to jump in an X-wing and and you know uh, take off on his own series, his own TV mm-hmm. series, like the X-wing, whatever squadron, something, you know." And I was like, well, "Are they kidding, or is this, is that is that a real thing?" I mean, it was it was kind of hysterical. They laughed about it, but. Um, and yeah. that, that's where people kind of hinted, like, well, maybe you know, Poe lives. Mm-hmm. That's where people were saying, well, mm-hmm. you know, j- uh, kind of spoiled. Uh, yeah. Well, and you know, I think I think the big advantage Disney has, um, and I don't think, to my knowledge, they don't do this with Marvel because they just try to keep it to like that cinematic universe. Whereas the Star Wars is a little different because they say all of this stuff is canon. And I think it'd be hard to go back in Marvel and say, well, all of these comics are now canon because there's just millions of them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Disney, they have a much stronger hold on it. You know, we could see a remake or a different version of like the Ewoks cartoon or the droids cartoon because they already have this established um animated canon series right with rebels and with clone wars but i think you could do something even for a younger audience if you wanted and say this is canon with like droids or ewoks or you know whatever you wanted and because it's disney it kind of it works and it's on that disney plus yeah yeah um thing i mean i i think it's totally possible they could do a here's a canon droid series which i'd be great with droids ewoks bring them back they, they left all the droids available for us i mean they're all there so yeah you know we can definitely do that man yeah i think it's i mean i think it's i i think it's i think it's all possible and that's kind of the advantage that Star Wars has now with being part of Disney is you get opened up to that kind of Disney atmosphere. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that LucasArts, you know, wasn't able to do kind of just as their own entity because they just they, they, it was a smaller, much smaller company, obviously, than Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. It's exciting. It's cool to think about all the things that they could do. And I, I think we're going to get announcements here, you know, early in 2020 mm-hmm. as to. What could be happening? That's what they said. They said, yeah, they said January. And then, of course, you and I are going to Star Wars Celebration. I think I think this Star Wars Celebration is going to be huge because this the last couple of years have all been, well, here's what here's the next big movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing. Now we but now no clue. Yeah, there are there are no necessary movies and it's going to be Disney Plus And where I think we're going to see the it's not going to be some big epic next big you know milestone movie. Um, but I think it's it's going to be. Now we can start to take the universe we have, start to expand on it a little bit more um, and flesh some stuff out. And so I probably I mean, I know that they have Obi-Wan and Cassian planned, but I would not be surprised if at Star Wars Celebration next year they announce a few a few more Disney Plus um, things. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if if we get honestly something another animated show um you know there's like that resistance yeah. going on um right now but i mean i mean even something for a younger audience like something like droids or ewoks or porgs whatever you want to do i i mean chewbacca what's he i mean what's he doing yeah 
I mean, what's Chewbacca do after after this? Yeah. So yeah. No, I, I, I think we're going to get some type of a big announcement as well. And I, I know here early on, I was talking to just the other day, like uh, Lindsay Gadotti, our good friend from Clashing Sabres, and she was talking about this Project Luminous or whatever it's called. Um, mm-hmm. And the authors that are working on maybe what would be their version of the EU or some big project or I don't know, like some, some multi-novel mm-hmm. series uh, that sounds freaking awesome. So I can't wait to hear about that. Um and then yeah, I think when we get to celebration, they're gonna we're gonna get the project. We're gonna get whatever it is. We're not probably gonna have actors or anything tied to it, but they're gonna get like a title uh, or something, you know, going forward. So yeah, it's gonna be a blast. I think this celebration is gonna be awesome because it's also back in Anaheim and we're there by the park and everything. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. So Whew. all right, man. Well, as how you been? How's everything? Well, how's everything dude, going? Uh, good. I mean, I'm good. I I literally. Um, I've been swamped, actually, so got a lot going on, uh, trying to get a lot of stuff done and get caught up and ready for the new year, because I think, you know, I want to get into, like, a nice groove, a nice rhythm. Um, we've even talked about, like, developing a schedule. We have so much going on that, like, mm-hmm. it's... We got, yeah, we, got, we got a lot. Our our uh, podcast producing schedule and just kind of general other content producing schedule is uh, getting... It's getting jam packed, but it's great. I love it. I yeah. this is what this is what Ez and I thrive on is this uh, is this is content creation across all these platforms, and I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun because we get to talk about some of our favorite stuff. We get to kind of you know do some research and and make up some theories and talk about what could what could be coming up uh, later on. It, it's just it's a lot of fun. We get to do that with you guys too. So you know we got like transmissions later on in this episode we're going to be talking about. But man, I'm just I don't know. It's just been jam packed. I'm excited for 2020 cannot freaking wait um so many good things just coming gonna be happening um i'm just gonna say it we're gonna we're gonna get new star wars stuff we're gonna get winds of winter we're gonna get freaking some announcement for wheel of time tv show you know it's gonna be great okay it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be great so it's gonna be how about you buddy how how, how you been (sighs) man same thing i'm good you know it's uh towards the end of towards the end of every year um, I just start writing down, you know, what are my goals for next year? Uh, you know, all the, all this, all this kind of stuff. I always kind of view it as okay. Now it's like a fresh, a, just always like it's always like a new start, right? Yeah. Um, and so 2019 has been great to us. I, 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 I will not, will not lie at all about that. 2019 has been a really, really good year. I mean, we started hyperspace. You had obviously a huge uh, kind of boost with with Ben the Knee there on. Um, uh, you know, when the when season yeah. eight came out, we start, we just started our new, our new project. Uh, man, it feels it feels good, but you know, it's time to say, okay, hit the reset button. How can I just grow, improve as a person, as a content yeah. creator, as all this stuff? So, end of the year. Um, I mean, just a lot of 2019 was pretty. It was just pretty great. Yeah, it was all reflecting upon yeah. this. Um, I mean, you know, it's the year is over here in a couple of days. I mean, we got Avengers Endgame. We got Stranger Things season. Uh, season three, we got Mandalorian, we got Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, we got The Witcher, we got—I mean, just a lot of yeah. just a lot of cool stuff this year. So, yep, yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah. We're blessed to be alive during this time. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great, man. I mean, you know, and and we're about to jump into it. And you know, in all honesty, Mandalorian, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of tough because you know, Game of Thrones, we're so obviously so involved with. Um, you know, the first three episodes of season eight, I thought were like amazing. The last three were like, eh, you know, OK. Um, so then I go to Stranger Things and I'm like, I love Stranger Things. I just it's one of my I mean, 
Yeah, it's I cried. Yeah. I laughed. We cried. Yep. We, we we binge watched it. It was amazing. Um, but Mandalorian, it might be my favorite piece of content in general yeah. this year, and that includes Avengers Endgame and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, and The Witcher. I just man, I I'm just. <laughs> I just, I just can't get enough of Mandalorian. I'm just disappointed that it is, it, it, it is, it, that it's, that it's, it's over. I think it was, I think it was great. But yeah, I mean, if you told, I mean, again, I, if you told me right now, I said it, I said it before Rise of Skywalker, and I think I still stand by it, man. If it was like you could watch season two of Mandalorian or Rise of Skywalker, I'd be like, season two, mm-hmm. sign me up, yeah. man. And not that Rise of Skywalker is bad, I would loved it, but. I just love the Mandalorian. I think it's I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's so well done. It it really is fantastic. Actually, uh, shout out to our buddy Tom. Um, I went and saw him uh, just the other day and and got him started on the first episode. And he's cracking up, man. When you can get Tom to kind of really laugh at something, it's a good knee slapper. So he had he hadn't watched it. No, yet. he hadn't seen any of it yet. And so, wow. yeah, I mean, he had to know about Baby Yoda and stuff, right? He, I mean, there's there's no way you can, act, you can there's no way you can go on the internet and not. Tom's know. not on the internet though. Like like really like. That's so true. the only thing That's he had true. heard about from his wife, who had said, "Have you seen this thing about Baby Yoda?" He was like, "What? It's the old Yoda? Like like back in the?" He thought like this is. Like taking back this is Yoda as a baby, yeah. Because we started the series, man. He actually said to me, he goes, he goes, when is this taking place? He sees like Imperial, you know, um, stormtroopers and stuff. He goes, I thought this was like Old Republic. I'm like, nah, dude. This is so he had a misconception with you know because he had only heard about Baby Yoda. He wow. was thinking it was old Baby Yoda and uh, like growing up or whatever. And he was like, this is awesome. This is great. Yeah. You know, he started like just. We gotta it. get, we gotta get our buddy Tom on the show. He is a Star Wars. I mean, he. he I would tell you that he knows way more about Star Wars than I do. Oh, he's he's and yeah, he's immersed. And and as Ezra is also a, a Star Wars savant. Tom is as well, and I just kind of different. He's really he <laughs> yeah. really knows he really he really knows a lot of the books, like yeah. real a lot a lot of the books. Um, kind of stuff, and so it's just—it's always great to just gather people who well, just because Star Wars, as we say this all the time, it's so big yeah. that everyone's in this side or this side. And it's just there's so much. It's how do you know it all, dude? I tell you, I tell you what, man. So what's funny about Tom is, is we would like he and I, and you've 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 been there. Like we've sat down, we we're talking about like let's say whoever the greatest Jedi is or some some fight or right. something or whatever, and we always end up on different sides, and it's amazing mm-hmm. because it is. He's just like, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know about that, you know. And he just starts to. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so what man. did real real quick? What did he think of um? What did what did he think of Rise of Skywalker? He hasn't seen it yet. He is he is one of those what? guys. Yeah, he is anti. So he doesn't have any social media. Um, he has right. one, but he's never on it. And he like he likes to wait till stuff really dies down, and then he likes to go mm-hmm. see it. And he's not even watching or reading any, any like the reviews or anything. that's not really influencing him. He will go see it. He's one of those people, though, he mm-hmm. just goes in his own time. And I think it's kind of great, actually. He likes to let stuff... Like, right now, um, he he's actually on season six of Game of Thrones. Remember when we started season eight? He hadn't even... Wow. Yeah, yeah he had yeah. never watched it. Not 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 even the first season. And I'm like... But he's read the books. He's, oh, he's read the books numerous times. times. Yeah, yeah, numerous times. But he had never gotten through the TV show. And now in his own time, here he is. He's, he's in season yeah. six. And he was like... Well, yeah. he well we're gonna we're, we're gonna need him for a couple episodes of yeah. uh, you know 
all this stuff. He's gonna have to come. He's on. a legend, man. He's he is a legend. Anybody who listens to Bend the Knee will also know him as Sir Thomas the Round um, over there. So he was he was on some earlier episodes, and he's just he's mm-hmm. he's been on Second Breakfast. <laughs> he's been around, but <laughs> and I'm sure he will come on to Heroes of the Horn. Oh yeah, a, hu- a huge Wheel of Time guy. Yeah. yeah but. So so what, so what, so he 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 liked Mandalorian though. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, he's he's you know plowed through it and was. I mean, knee slapping, just like thought it was great. Baby Yoda, he was like, I mean, he just you know, every the one episode where Baby Yoda is like hiding. You remember where he's like hiding from Zero, the the droid or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, my. the episode episode six, dude. He he thought that was freaking hysterical. It's just you know, so yeah, I don't know. But that's what we you know that's a question we need to raise. Um, favorite Baby Yoda moment? Oh yeah, from from season one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'll tell you what. For me, it may come in this in episode eight. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, episode episode eight here. Um, well, we I think we can just go ahead and kind of dive yeah. into it here. But uh, uh, we'll I'll do a, we'll do a quick um, we'll do a quick little summary of chapter seven and eight since we didn't cover chapter seven since it came out right before Rise of Skywalker. But uh, I just real quick here I, when. And and in chapter eight, when Grief Cargo's like, "Baby, do the hand thing," yeah. right when they're about to be attacked, yeah. and he just kind of waves at him, <laughs> I was laughing I so hard. I, I was just like, "That's the best," because he's just waving at him. He's like, "Yeah, yeah I yeah. think he's like it." Right. It's so funny. It's just so funny. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then I mean, yeah. when he's standing, when he's standing there, when they're fighting, and he's just like drinking his. Oh, soup. dude, that's <laughs> just terrible. well. Here, let me give you one more too. That was great because watching this with Tom. So you know he's hiding from Zero, but when he finally gets back in his little compartment and Zero shows up, mm-hmm. and he puts the blaster at him, and then he puts his hand up, and mm-hmm. then the Mando blasts him from behind. Baby Yoda looks at his hand as if he did it. He's like, "What did I he do?" Did it. You know, like, yeah. like did I do that? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I. I think the the best probably moment, only because of the internet memes that it has spawned, is him playing with the switches. Like where yeah. he <laughs> and then at people people have put all sorts of like you're, they're going back and forth on the radio. Yeah. When you know Baby Yoda presses it and Amanda shuts it down, and then he kind of looks at him right. and he just like presses it again. It's the third one though. Yeah. Is when he just like slowly yeah. <laughs> creeps yeah. over and flips it back onto the Mando, picks him up. Ah, uh, so good. Yeah, it's just yeah, it starts shaking and everything. Yeah, I know. There's so many good moments in, in that, and the crazy thing is, we don't even know what the child's name is. You know, we've we've not Mm-mm. figured out any of that yet, and so we're going to talk about that, I guess, here in in seven and eight. But uh, it's mm-hmm. so much more with with Baby Yoda. Yeah, somebody somebody just posted something on Twitter where they said a true dyad, a true a true dyad in the forest, and it was Baby Yoda and Mando. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as like, amen. Yeah, amen, that's right. So. All right. Well, let's dive in here a little bit. Um, chapter seven. Um, you know, this, this we saw a li- this a little bit in episode six, where um, Grief Karga right was getting a was trying to send and he was trying to send a message to Mandalorian, but it was kind of fuzzy. wasn't coming in. That's when they were on the the prison ship, the mm-hmm. uh, Dio, right? Or not Dio. Uh, what was the, what's the droid's name that, that Zero. he killed? Uh, yeah, Zero. Yeah, yeah. Zero was uh, messing with that. He couldn't really get it to come all the way through. Right. Um, so we just got a little bit hint of that. So then we see that that come in in episode seven, um, and then you know we, we find out that Navarro has been overthrown by the Imperials uh, since the Mandalorians were all there uh, helping him kind of take out some of the members of the Bounty Guild and um, and stuff like that when they saved Mandalorian. So they end up going there. They end up meeting with Groot Karga, uh, and he goes and gets. Um, Quill, and we find out that uh, IG-11 is now a nurse droid, which is hilarious. 
Um, and then they basically go in, shoot up, they take out the uh, the, the client, um, and then that, the episode pretty much ends with uh, uh, Moff Gideon coming, right? right. To, and, then, and then they're kind of pinned down in there, and we see Quill has died, and then uh, two scout troopers pick up Baby Yoda, and so that's where that ends. Uh, chapter 8 is IG-11 rescues the child from the scout troopers, and I gotta say, the scout troopers... They were. I thought they were hilarious. Yes, I thought they. I thought. I thought it was hilarious. They're sitting there with their blasters and they can't hit whatever it is that. Yeah, that's like a pack, something they're they're trying to shoot at there. Um, can't do it at all. And then they're going back and forth, and it was just great. I thought it was a great kind of stormtrooper, um, just banter. Yeah, yeah. Back there, um, and so the IG Eleven shows up, uh, kills kills um kills them, rolls into town, starts wrecking just about everybody in there, um, and then forces them. To kind of come up with a new strategy, they end up getting inside this tunnel, go down there, run into the armor mm-hmm. that we've seen before. Yep. Um, she gives Mando, Mando a jetpack uh, and then gives him his signet, which is going to be the mud horn. But she's like, it's like a kind of a, uh, it's like for two because she's now him. She tells him a little bit about uh, Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. uh, who who he is, and this kind of well, this will probably end up being the the main part of our discussion here. Um, which is where it's going to be going. Uh, and then basically they go down this lava river as they're trying to escape through these tunnels. Um, and IG-11 sacrifices himself. They end up having some sort of a, they end up having a little bit of a fight with Moff uh, Gideon. And he's in a TIE fighter. Mando uses his new jetpack, uh, blows up the TIE fighter. They escape uh, and kind of and, and leave. Uh, they kind of go their separate ways. Cara Dune stays with Grieve Karga. They're, they're going to stay there on Navarre. On, um, Navarro and Mando is taking baby Yoda. He's going to start searching for his home world yep. to and, and uh, possibly start training him, which is awesome. That was probably the coolest yeah. part of that. And then we see Moff Gideon cut himself out with the dark saber. Yeah. Um, which was a big deal. So just that's kind of a, just a brief little summary there of chapters seven and chapters eight as i mean what are we thinking well a couple things i want to go back to so we're gonna start with seven because i didn't get to to mention this but i mean i I mean i have spoken for the last time was the saddest thing i man i mean literally no one's truly (laughs) ever (laughs) gone i hope so i oh my i was so upset and i remember i didn't have anybody to talk we didn't really talk about it and so i was like are you we we did. I remember I called you and I said that. I said, you know, the mm-hmm. I have spoken is is, you know, he's gone and uh, mm-hmm. he's he's spoken for the last time. It's it's is crazy or has he? But I he was such a I don't know, oh, he was such a good character. He was such a really good character. I could not believe how much I cared about that character and how how much I respected him and what he had gone through um just being with you know, indentured and then earning his his freedom i mean ugnots mm-hmm. are just not characters you would think you'd be real invested in but he was fantastic and he could fix anything his programming on ig11 was solid and you know i didn't actually get can i get it before i forget to mention this mando has had a big issue with droids droids and mm-hmm. i realized through these these two episodes it's because the droids are you know they attacked him and they killed right. his parents. That's that's the part I hadn't really put together. Um, I should have. Mm-hmm. Tom got it within two episodes so, of watching it. But. Yeah, and you know the thing about the droids, and I had to go back and actually remember this. 
Um, because I was like, hold on a second here. I thought he hates the Empire, right? Well, remember that those droids, so there's a difference between those droids and the the Trade Federation droids, right? The Trade Federation droids, the Roger Roger guys we see throughout the prequels, mm-hmm. um, those droids are controlled by the Trade Federation. Now, Anakin goes out and shuts them down in Episode 3. But if you remember, if you go back to episode two, when Count Dooku is having that meeting right before the Battle of Geonosis, he meets with other um, groups. That's where those uh, I forget what they're called, like the 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 battle droids, like the guys who shoot like from their wrists. Yeah. So yeah. those are those are different. That's those are controlled by a different group than the Trade Federation. Right. Droids. Yeah, and so I was like, hold on a second here, because I had to go back and and like, because my mom, who is currently rewatching all of Star Wars, was like, hold on a second here, and she messaged me. We've been talking about. It. She's like, I thought Anakin killed all the droids. So how did this happen? And so I was like, I had to go back and look, and so I think that they were still using those other droids um, at the time because it wouldn't have been the Empire, it, you know, the because. Yeah, there weren't droids in the Empire. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of confusing. So I had to go back and kind of like, okay, that's how that worked. Right. Was Weren't these guys like the tech, the um, techno mm-hmm. union or whatever? Is that what yeah, you Yeah, yeah. Exa- yep. Yeah, remember you, you see him, you see Count Dooku talk to, uh, right before the Battle of Geonosis, they've got a handful of people there, right? And they're all kind of talking and the one guy says that, yeah, the techno union or whatever will join and those are those, like the, I, I'm blanking on yeah, I know you can use them. The one battle droids. The, the, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So those aren't controlled by the Trade Federation because Anakin goes in in episode three on Mustafar and kills all those guys and then or, shuts down. B2, yeah. Yeah, Anakin goes in and, and, and shuts down all the droids, but not those ones. So the Empire must have still just been using them during that time. Huh. Let me just do a little, yeah, because these are the ones we specific. the B-2 Super Battle Droid is the one that we specifically see um, mm-hmm. targeting, you know, um, uh, well, Mando. Mando and his family, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we also find out that, as we've kind of been suspecting, that Man- uh, Mando is not a true Mandalorian, right? The race. But I don't think that's the point. And then uh, Cardoon says it's not a race, it's a creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so anybody can become a Mandalorian. You know, Boba Fett wears the Mandalorian armor. He is not technically a Mandalorian by race. And I don't, and Jango Fett isn't either. Um, well, I mean, so that's, that's actually the thing. So like is, cause, cause, okay, we, we got into the, the saber. You mentioned the dark saber in mm-hmm. the summary. Um, like there are Mandalorians from Mandalore. I mean, yes, a- there absolutely yeah. are. And there is a, a, you know, there's still that there's like the, so you have the tribe now, which I think is separate. And they called him specifically a foundling as in they had found him mm-hmm. and then, they had cared for him. So whether that was so I think it might be a mixed group. I don't I still am a little bit I think it is. mystified. I get that I think it is. I totally get that. And I think that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Um by the way, real quick. Yeah. Have you seen all of the new internet memes about it's not a race, it's a creed? No. Okay, well, because um oh god, now I'm blanking on his name. Uh Grief Karga, the actor who plays him. I'm 
blanking on his Carl uh, name right yeah. now, but he Carl Weathers is Apollo Creed, right, in the Rocky movies. <laughs> so now everyone's having now everyone has now everyone, now everyone has all these memes are like it's not a race, it's a creed, and it's a picture of Apollo Creed. Like it's great, it's hilarious. That <laughs> is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I I think uh, I, I that was really cool sort of uh, revelation there. Um, but I'm still a little confused because, you know, we do have this stuff with Mandalore, Mandalorians, and the house, because mm-hmm. there are great houses from Mandalore. You know, there are, I don't know, we're going to get into that here in a second. But, um, yeah, so that's that's going to be interesting to talk about as we, well, when we go back and look at Clone Wars and Rebels mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And kind of but now, I, now I really have to go back because I had to look up the Darksaber um, because... I haven't really watched Rebels, Clone Wars, but I know that they appear they appear in both, um, and it's kind of a big deal, really. Uh, to my to my knowledge, I know I, I think at one point Sabine has it right yeah. in in Rebels, right? She does. And then doesn't Darth Darth Maul have it at some point? Uh, yeah, when Pre Vizsla like is is fighting him, and he he takes it. Yeah, I think he takes it actually. Um, back to Dathomir with the dark sisters mm-hmm. and it's and it is there. it is a lightsaber right it is yeah. it is a it's just it's, it's it's an ancient one but it is a lightsaber yes it is uh, it was the the uh, first mandalorian like accepted into the jedi order um and, and he you know um uh, basically you know formed that that lightsaber it has a crystal in it and everything you know so mm-hmm. so how does how does how, how is it black uh, I would just, just, just we don't know exactly. I think it might just be the type of energy crystal that it's that it's using. Maybe the Kyber, um, the Kyber crystal. Yeah. So it was created by 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 uh, t- uh, Tar Vizsla, um, and it's been passed down through the Vizsla like family, which is interesting. So it was the first Mandalorian ever uh, inducted into the Jedi Order. This was about um, ten nineteen BBY. Um, let's see. Yeah, and actually, so. The Jedi, after he passed, they kept the saber. Now, it has interesting properties. You know, a lot of times, like Sabine, when she's learning, you see when she's training with it, um, the way she can you almost have to be one with it. You have to be in tune with it, and you have mm-hmm. to master it. it. It is also probably the same with sort of like a lightsaber and, and the crystal and stuff, but they really go into sort of right. like it knowing your thoughts and stuff. Yeah, I, and I'm doing some research here because I, and possibly like maybe a lot of other people um, who haven't watched Rebels, Clone Wars, I'm sure the people that really know that are just be like, God, you're a freaking idiot, man. <laughs> no, no. Um, but okay, so at some point, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi fights pre Visla, yep. who is wielding the lightsaber. Yeah, and they're part of a group called Death and Watch, the- yeah. Right, and then at some point, doesn't Ashoka get like a white lightsaber? Is that like the polar? She does. Like the opposite of this. No, thing? And, and yeah, really, what she's doing there, she we know for a fact that that's Kyber crystals that she has purified. They were once sort okay. of like red red crystals that she then. So we learn in the Darth Vader comic that that Vader can take, let's say, a green lightsaber, um, and he can corrupt that crystal and turn it red, bleed it, mm-hmm. if you will, and then Ahsoka figures out that she can kind of purify it. So. Yeah. Okay. So, but now the the, the looking- black crystal is is I, I don't know if it, it's just it does say that it has a kyber crystal in there. Um, it is its color is black, and I'm guessing that has to do with the type of you know crystal. Mm-hmm. They might just be super rare. Um, and and also when Jedi would go into the to the temples and they would find their their kyber crystal would call to them. You know, even if there were other black crystals, that they, they might not have been drawn to that or something i i don't know i, yeah. I just don't 
quite know. And I and I and I'm looking on Wikipedia here, and most of this stuff is actually canon. Yeah, uh, like the the legend side of Dark Saber is not that much bigger. So I think was it was it is its first introduction actually in like uh, Clone Wars. Uh, it probably was, you know. Let me probably was the because in Legends the big deal was Mandalore's mask, his helmet, if you mm-hmm. will, and so that was sort of what you identified. Whoever had that, because um, you remember in the Darth Revan series, that was the whole thing. They went and found it, and whoever wore it, um, right. whoever claimed it was sort of leader of the Mandalorians and stuff. So um, now this is different. So instead of that mask or that helmet, now we have sort of the dark saber. So okay, but but although. I still think there's room for the mask to have existed because the dark saber was created around, you know, like like ten nineteen BBY, and what I was just referencing was way further back. Um, so okay, you know, I, I don't know, they could still both exist. Yeah, so it's crazy. So you, you want to look at the owners of this saber? So so Tarvisla was the first one. Previsla we see. Darth Maul then takes it. Uh, Kanan Jarrus has it for a little bit, very briefly. Um, it's given to him for safekeeping uh, by Sabine, but then Sabine eventually gets it back, trains with it, and um, then she tries to give it off to um, uh, Bo-Katan uh, just so she can kind mm-hmm. of redeem uh, Satine, her sister, and you know unite Mandalore. The whole thing really comes down to: Are they going? Mandalore is known as this warrior society, right? Right. And so Satine, who Obi-Wan was in love with, like was really anti-war and she was really they were more pacifist. And Death Watch sort of said like it was a, it was a faction, a, a group or society in there that really did not believe in in that sort of um doctrine or that 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 mindset and they wanted to go back almost to like this warrior society type of of things, so mm-hmm. that's that's sort of what is going down in. Cl- that's a real two two second you know version. Right. Of it, okay. But. So it's, okay. So what I'm seeing here is uh, this girl, Kyries or Kreese or yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo-Katan, her sister, Bo-Katan. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's Saban, uh, Sabine's sister. Yeah, Satine. Yeah. So Satine. Satine. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you look up, well, let's see here, Satine. Um, so that was again someone who. Um, Obi-Wan, you know, kind of, she, she's known as the Duchess, okay, so she, Duchess Satine. Right, so she, so it looks like she gets it in 2 BBY, so then that's the last that we saw of it until this episode of Mandalorian. Yes, we don't know how Gideon gets it, we gets have no it. idea. Right. Yeah. Okay. And actually that makes me feel a little bit better because to to get the Darksaber, you have to have defeated that individual in combat. That was the true way you could take it. Now, now, if if Moff Gideon is not, I don't know, uh, adhering to the Mandalorian creed or whether he's a Mandalorian or whatever, maybe he just wants it as an artifact. That's one thing. I also thought the dark saber was mentioned in Rogue One. Was it not? Was dark saber not mentioned? Uh, oh, I don't know. Dark Crystal I don't know. I'd ha- we'd ha- we have to go back. It's in, it would be it would be in that scene where they um, yeah, it, where she where they're stardust ta- is this the code word she's looking for, right? Right. Oh yeah, that'd be good. I mean, um, so I, I, maybe that's a hint that the that the Empire then has it shortly, shortly after um, it's given back to Bo-Katan. So yeah, be, be kind of crazy. So I, we don't know how he got it. He he probably killed her. Um, I was 
when I was thinking back, when I first saw it, I was like, wait a second, did Sabine? Yeah, she gave it. She gave that up. So because I was worried that maybe he had killed Sabine, because mm-hmm. Sabino Sabine lives until the end of Return of the Jedi, and then goes on a quest to look for Ezra Bridger with um, Ahsoka. And so we don't know what happened to those two characters, but you know, she once held the sword and she was a wielder of it, an owner of of the sword. So it makes her kind of a kind of makes her kind of a big deal. Um so yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so it's possible he, he we we just don't know how he got it. But that'd be crazy. I mean, so it's possible maybe we could get a a a, a Sabine reference. Right or, or you know, so reference yeah. some of these characters from Rebels, which would be which would be huge. That'd be huge because Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni created that as well. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, yeah, let me see here. There is a Project Black Saber or something like that that they mentioned. Yeah, I'm tr- yeah, um, yep. Oh, I just I just had it. Yep, they do say Black Saber. Yeah. Um, so they say hyperspace track. Tra- oh man, I'm on some website that's full of uh. You know, yeah, cookies here, so it's just eating my computer alive here. But um, <laughs> let me s- hyperspace tracking navigational system. She says, um, she also says, oh, man, I just had it pulled up. Yeah, there's a bunch of little like code words or whatever, and because she's in it, it, like you, hyperspace, yeah, tracking. war mantle, cluster prism, black saber, right? And actually, so you know, what's funny is that people have like they said that in that list, that's where Disney kind of. Or story group tipped their hand to say these are things we're going to be doing later on. These are going to be elements in other Star Wars stories, which I thought was really cool, really awesome. Mm-hmm. So nice to see that kind of, you know, come full circle. So, anyways, man, yeah. But and we, gosh, we haven't even talked. So that's just dark saber. That's just talking about it and when its significance and how did Moff Gideon get it? Why is he, you know, obsessed? Then was he in charge of? I I, I have to go back and watch it. Again. I've only seen it once. That last episode, but like, did he was he in charge of the assault on his uh, on Mando's homeworld? I mean, we don't even know what that homeworld is exactly, do we? No, um, no, we don't. Yeah, and I, I'm just looking here really quick. There's been no the only one out of those War Mantle, Cluster Prism, um, and then Black Saber. Uh, none of those has ever have ever been expanded upon beyond that. But I think you would have to think that black saber would be the dark saber right that's something that they're they're possibly trying to track and figure out because of its its power and stuff like that yeah and so. they could call it different things yeah sure yeah is it, it their code names yeah yep right um okay so just a couple of things here on 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 din Djarin too, our our mando or the mandalorian mm-hmm. um we got his name finally to so we kind of confirmed that which was which was cool um. Yeah. So when you look at his Wikipedia page, we know where he was born. Sometime, sometime before the Clone Wars, um, we we know he's associated with the tribe, the Bounty Hunters Guild, and this is saying Din Djarin's clan. What is this? Are they talking about like him and him and Baby Yoda? <laughs> is that what they're talking about? What is this? Wow. I mean, maybe. I mean. Uh yeah um yeah okay wow Din Din Djarin's clan a a because he I guess he had his his signet yeah so you have the tribe and then you have clans underneath it okay the uh, a Mandalorian clan that was composed of a force sensitive foundling known as the Child uh, and bounty hunter Din Din Djarin, uh was formed in nine ABY uh, their signet 
was a mud horn or is a mud horn. Let's yeah. go. In reference to the creature that damaged uh, Jin's original armor and that the child helped, you know, uh, jar and defeat. That is awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Huh. It's great. I yeah. I I love the Mandalorian. I just I just think it it's just it's it's just so good. And we did we saw him without his mask too. And so a lot of people were kind of confused. They're like, "What? We're we're seeing him without his mask." I mean, I was like, "Oh, it's Pedro Pascal." And I know I know who he is. But some people who didn't know who he is, they're like, "Wow, I thought it would be a total somebody totally different." Huh. Like, yeah. Yeah. So here's here's some some um just some understanding on on the Mandalorian clan like the system. So. Um, you have a Mandalorian protector asked, talking to Sabine Wren, and, and he says, what's your house? And she said, I'm Clan Wren of House Vizsla. So mm-hmm. it says in the Mandalorian culture, families were, were referred to as clans. Uh, so families. So this is his son. I mean, you know, he's training. He's going to, you know, this. He's taking on ba- Baby Yoda is his child. I mean, it's awesome. A true dyad in the yeah. force. <laughs> um each clan worked under a particular house or political faction. For example, members of Clan Wren were allied with House Vizsla. Other clans uh, called either Clan Eldar, Clan 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 Chris, um, Clan Rook, Clan Saxon, Clan Vizsla, and Din Djarin's clan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Members of the Mandalorian Guard were recruited from every clan. So, yeah, interesting stuff there. Um, just at how this is all kind of kind of set up so yeah we need to go almost go specifically target those those mandalorian episodes in clone wars and then in um in rebels so yeah yeah maybe we should maybe if we could do that we could come up with a um i think it'd be cool actually if we maybe we started and we have that patreon series which is like a nerf herders guide where we could start to guide some people onto some some specific episodes of, of clone wars and rebels to mm-hmm. kind of like here's like here's here's like a, here's a guide if you want to know this this kind of this thing, these are kind of, and you want some more expanded knowledge, I'd maybe target some of these areas. Yeah, yeah, we can look up the specific episodes. Because some people don't want to go watch the whole thing. I would encourage, I mean, for us, we're, we're going to watch the whole thing. But, I mean, it's like, if you just want to know more about the Mandalorians, there are specific episodes where you can just go learn about it. Now, Rebels mm-hmm. is a little bit tough because it's all spread out through Sabine. I mean, she's a main character and right you and know, it sh- she'll have she'll thing. have like many many threads throughout each episode yeah. yeah so it's like well i really need 10 minutes of this episode and eight minutes of this episode yeah that could get that could get tricky right right so um okay so so there's that i mean now we've talked about dark saber which was right at the very freaking end so let's back up a little bit uh, in that last episode, because baby baby Yoda has one more moment where the the flame trooper shows up or whatever, and mm-hmm. he does another force blast and and uh, um, you know Din almost dies by the way. I mean Mando almost mm-hmm. dies, and you've got like IG Eleven saving the day there, which was which was awesome. So he was like just just leave him. He was so worried about the child and protecting the child and it being a foundling and it's so it's so awesome how because you wonder why did he break why did he go against the bounty hunters guild well it's because he holds to a high like his creed you know designates that he um it's part of his almost his coding i mean it's it's sort of like he he understands that this is this is the way this is what he has to do despite being in in the bounty hunters guild he needs to protect this child um because it's an innocent and i Mm -hmm. think that's different i mean 50 years old you hear that and you think oh sure i'm going after you know, somebody who, whatever, I don't really care, I'm just doing it, it's somebody's after him, you know, whatever. And that's the murkiness with, with bounty hunting. Sometimes you don't always know 
exactly what is going on. If you had a bail jumper, that's one thing. You're going to go get a bail jumper, you know, and that's that's he's broke the law or something cool. But this one was so secretive, it involved the Empire, who he didn't like to begin with. And then they're having him track down a child and take this child. He just knew that that wasn't good. He was in such a situation, too, where he's trying to get the Beskar for his um, for his tribe, for the foundlings. Right. But he also has a foundling of his own. And he hadn't revealed right. that necessarily. Had he revealed that in the beginning of the season, you know, the armorer would have said, you're bound by whatever code here to, to care for the child. And so it's like mm-hmm. she who kind of reminds him that, you know, this is why you have to take him to either you're going to train him in the, in the way or you're going to take him to his homeworld. So I think we still have a decision to make, you know. Um, yeah, I think he's going to train him. I And... Uh, which would be great because I mean, if you're Disney, hear me out for a second. How much money? I mean, look at look how cute Baby Yoda is. The only thing that would be more adorable would be Baby Yoda wearing a baby Mandalorian helmet. Okay, <laughs> I mean, come on now. We we gotta make this happen. We gotta we gotta we gotta make this we gotta make this happen. But um, yeah, I mean, so it's possible. I think we're gonna learn Yoda's homeworld. Yeah, I, it seems like, and that was that was really cool because you know I had referenced Mandalorian, uh, the uh, Mandalore's helmet um, during the Mandalorian War, uh, which was the Jedi fighting the Mandalorians. So they canonized it essentially in this episode where they basically kind of said that yes, they once did fight the Jedi, these sorcerers, you know, these whatever, and and she just. She knew of the Force. She didn't necessarily know anything about Yoda's species, or even or didn't seem like she even knew who Yoda was. But the abilities that you're talking about, the Force sensitivity, was something that Mandalore and the Mandalorians had fought against a millennia ago, or even longer. And so, and he's sort of like, I have to go to a planet of these people. Like, I have to return them or whatever. And that that is the way. You know, that, that that's you're returning them to to um, you know their care or whatever so it was just kind of cool to get that history nod and get that sort of confirmed that 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 actually did take place and it it makes you feel good you can go back and read those books now and say okay they might they're they're probably gonna make their own novels or whatever but a lot of this is already here so i i don't know you you know what's what's interesting matt well yeah yeah go ahead well just uh, just real quick i want to say like i i get why the you know eu going on from post six on was discontinued and they Mm -hmm. said that doesn't work well it's because uh, we've said this before george lucas would have had to do that anyways if you make your movies like you you're you're not going to make them based around some of these books um and again you might say well they're not going to do that in you know the old republic but there are thousands and thousands and thousands of gaps and years in there where you could you already have a rich literature uh, base where you can kind of say, you know what, we don't really need to say one way or the other, but um, some of these old Republic books might stand, some of the old video games might be kind of cool, and we can actually build in and around that around and keep them. referencing those characters, but build new stories. Well, so, well absolutely. Well, the, I mean, the other the other thing is, I mean, something you know really interesting in this in this episode, right? Um, is and you know something that you and I you and I talked a little bit of, just a briefly about yesterday. Um, the universe itself, right, or just the galaxy, the Star Wars galaxy is so big and so large that you go back to episode one and 
people don't even really during that time at what you could call the height of the Jedi really know what's going on. And as we know from a lot of other books and series and just it's all about perspective. Right. Um, in episode four, I'm blanking on the guy's name. But when he's t- when he's basically like mocking Lord Vader's view on this ancient religion. Um, I don't think that any of those people even have a remote clue that Palpatine is a Sith or even if they wanted to say like a Jedi. Right. So they don't really use the word Sith. Yeah. Um, Sith then. Right. He's just he's a he's a dark Jedi or whatever you want, you know, call him back sure. d- during those days. Um, be, so and then in this one, you know, they talk about the armor tells Mando that, oh, I've heard legends of this type of a people, you know, they were, they were called Jedi and they once fought great wars against the Mandalorian. So, you know, inside of your own galaxy, even during timelines, you can go 30 years ahead and then everything's like, well, nobody, who knows? And so that just completely blurs what it is, excuse me, that we as the audience knows just because the galaxy is so big. So, I mean, like you're saying, you can go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you're really and and, and, and int- introduce these characters because just because something happens in one on one you know part of the in, ga- in yeah. one town on one planet in one part of the galaxy doesn't mean the rest of the galaxy knows about it exactly and that was very as you say that was very clear in this episode that like you're thinking wait a second these some of these individuals were around during okay uh, our main character was around but he lived on his own world we often think that people just travel right. from world to world now nah, they probably don't. I mean, not necessarily. They probably just stay there, and it's very few individuals who can afford a ship, who can afford you know the the fuel to kind of jet around the galaxy and stuff like that. It's not just as commonplace as we think it is, and I like that they're doing that because it makes it sort of like you hear rumors across the galaxy, and stuff doesn't always mm-hmm. get to people, and information is, is important. Who knows what? How accurate is it? Uh, I well, I know. think it's I think it's far more likely that people don't travel because yeah. Um, I'm listening. I'm listening to the episode one novelization right now, and it starts. Um, it starts a couple weeks before the the ep- the events of episode one, and it's Anakin when he wrecks um, Watto's uh, pod racer, mm-hmm. and then Anakin standing there, and this this um, traveler, right? He's like like a merchant or something. It uh, doesn't specifically say he's just he flies around from planet to planet and he has a he just kind of has a talk with Anakin because Anakin's over there and he's looking at a ship and he's like oh yeah this is really cool and he's just like yeah I think maybe one day you'll 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 travel around and then you know so but none of these people that are on Tatooine ever Luke never left right um until every all the events start so you're talking 19 years and you look at Solo and even Rogue One a lot of these a lot of these people we meet are people who they've lived their lives on that planet they've never even left it let alone you know, so I, yeah. I think I think I think I think you're totally right in this idea. It's space travel is not something that's easy to do. It's it's expensive. Um, you know, Man, Mando says um, when he's when he's at when he's trying to find some some bounties, this won't, that wouldn't even cover my fuel. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, just fascinating. Interesting. Um, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. So do you think do you think that. um you know, well, real quick here. This was I was I was kind of pulling up some information here. So, a character who is still alive in canon um, that we might see uh, is Yaddle. Hear me out, man. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking this. I'm looking this up here, yeah. and there's actually quite a bit about Yaddle because Yaddle goes into hiding, right? 
during the after after Order sixty six, and she's not dead in um canon. in canon. Mm-hmm. So in in fourteen BBY while traveling in hyperspace. Grease Dratuus uh, asked if the order was rebuilt, would Jedi would come out of hiding. After Kara Junda questioned if he met anyone specific, Dratuus told her that whilst growing up on Latirion, he had heard tales of legendary green pointed-eared Jedi Master. Uh, when Junda asked if he was speaking about Master Yoda, he responded that he was speaking about Yaddle. And that is from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, right? That's the, that's the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I think it would be it would be cool because you couldn't you obviously couldn't do Yoda since Yoda is is dead at at this point. But that is a character who you could do, which um, one I think would just be cool. It'd be kind of a cool nod back to to you know Episode One where we just kind of see Yaddle sitting there on the on the council. Um, but also it's a tie back to specifically not just a couple years ago when it was Vader and Luke, but no the the Jedi Council that that sat there and had. Um, vast importance and I think maybe that's that then we that would also give us a character that we're at least somewhat familiar with mm-hmm. who could talk about Master Yoda yeah. and his importance and that would also then tie into to um you know baby Yoda as, as well just because just just because they're the same race right. now it could be like you know baby Yoda I am your mother uh, yeah. and, and Ed Yoda and Yoda and Yoda is your father but I mean I I would not put it past, uh, you know, especially John Favreau and Dave Filoni to do something like that because no. they they love they they're all about keeping stuff interconnected, yeah. which is why you know you and I have said uh, these are the people that really need to be. I mean, obviously John Favreau's yeah. you know running Mar- running Marvel as well. So, uh, but I mean, really these these two uh, Disney uh, you, these are the people that need to be running just about everything in your company uh, right now yeah. because uh, <laughs> these these two are like the the bright shining stars about everything you got going yeah. on. Yeah, well, no, I, I I totally agree with you. I think um, it, it's so crazy to think that. That maybe you know Yoda foresaw that his son would need to go into hiding or something, or would need you know who knows, or maybe they, mm-hmm. maybe Yoda truly believes he's lost, and Yaddle went mm-hmm. after him or something, but Yoda knew he had to stay on the council. Uh, but but also it would be kind of crazy. So we have to we have to kind of stop ourselves too because Yoda was adamantly against attachment and adamantly against, um, you know, kind of this this. Uh, I I don't know like like having an attachment maybe to Yaddle and then even to a son or something so mm-hmm. so there's that which is interesting um there was let's see here um well let me just think real quick here because in Legends there is a character um who was and I'm totally blanking and as soon as I see it I'm gonna know wow um, dude real quick yeah. here did you know that John Favreau voices Pre Visla really. Yeah, I just I just looked it up because I was looking him up because I was like I've just been starting to think more and more that Disney is going to shift him, especially now that Avengers like Endgame is over, right? And it's like okay, so now you're on like to this new venture in in Marvel, and it seems more and more that he has been involved in Star Wars and less in Marvel. Yeah, which I mean that seems to be the, be the big thing because I think I would that's totally what I would do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Um. So well, yeah. And he actually he's he did you um he voices whatever, whatever that that Mandalorian that that confronts mm-hmm. um uh, Din 
early on. Like he's mm-hmm. he's in the suit and he he voices him too there, which was kind of cool. I love that he's in his own mm-hmm. his own stuff. Um, but I just think I just think it's really interesting that he voiced Pre Visla. Yeah. Right. And then we see, and then we see the dark. And then saber. years later, so I mean that he's he's we see we see, we see the dark saber. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one writing more about Mandalorians, which is cool. Super mm-hmm. cool. Which is awesome. Um, so the character I was thinking about uh, is Saba Sabatine, uh, who, who's, who's a barbell, who was actually uh, Leia Organa Solo's master in Legends. She was a sort of like the reptilian type of, you know, master. She always, if you ever listen to the audiobooks, they always had like a real snaky type of voice, whatever. But that was a character who her species was, I mean, it really didn't matter. And then uh, the code was a little bit different during that time, but like, um, she has a couple young Jedi Knights who are there who mate in the freaking temple, and it's very important that they their species was, I don't know if they were like the super limited and in, in like there weren't a lot of them, so you had to mm-hmm. you had to almost like to continue your your race or your species. It was something that was just required of them. So you almost wonder if if and this is sort of crazy that we're even saying this, but like is that something with Yoda and Yaddle. I mean, because I can't see them, him saying, yeah, I'm going to have a child. I can't because he's so different in that he, he he doesn't believe in attachment. He would be going against his own Jedi code unless there was another higher sort of, you know, um, thing, code, whatever, that he, he knew just it was his, his requirement to help right. uh, continue on his people, his his race or whatever. And maybe there is no yeah. attachment with that, and so he, he's almost detached and thinks they're just gonna. Maybe the homeworld, Yoda's homeworld, was, was um, wrecked or something, and they all got displaced or something. Who knows? I we we have no literally right. no freaking clue. Well, we've we've never had any clue. No, about it's awesome. Yoda, Yoda, Yoda's race, which I think is good, and I think it's cool that we're gonna ex, ex, explore this um, a little bit more. I still I don't think it's probably a planet just bustling full of of these people. I think his race is very yep. small. Yep. Me too. I mean, like maybe, like maybe, like two hundred at the at the most, or something, yeah. or maybe you know, like a th- you know, a couple thousand or something. I mean, just thinking about you know, maybe a yeah. bigger planet or something. But I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's very big. Yeah. And it's just interesting that the the like you know the four of these creatures we've seen um, are all force sensitive, and maybe I mean, who knows? Maybe it's possible that the these are the people that created the Jedi. Right. Mm-hmm. These are like some of the original Jedi were specifically Yoda's race. Yeah. And because of their extended li- because they have they live pretty long and also maybe they're just naturally adept to the force. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, baby Yoda is 50, but I can't think of any other person that we've seen that's certainly been an infant that has used the force like like baby Yoda can. Have you? Yeah. No, I mean, like anyone who who was even in Legends who was young like that uh there were some that could but not to that extent i mean not like that that's right that's some powerful stuff right there that's i mean healing you know and and then yeah. also like levitating a huge mud horn i mean that that was he shoots he he block he force pushes the fire back i mean that's that's some stuff i don't even know that you you, you look at like some of the jedi in the clone he force chokes i mean he for he he could have killed cardoon he when he force chokes yeah he could have yeah yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's kind of kind of wild. So he's extremely force sensitive uh, and stuff. And, you know, the crazy thing I went back and I was watching it, like, as I said with Tom, uh, in the beginning there, they're extracting the air quote materials from him. Mm-hmm. So right, and that's that's something that? that 
Exactly. Yeah, there, there's definitely a couple threads in this show that they didn't necessarily, you know, they left open, I guess. It's yeah. season one. Um, I, I don't call it as like wrapping up. Um, when In episode five, when he was working with the rookie bounty hunter yep. and now I'm blanking, blanking on the girl's name. Remember that we see that we see the person walk up to her. Then we don't see any more exactly. about who that was. Yep. Um, I mean, unless that was Moff Gideon. Right. And like, and, and seeing that maybe there was some sort of tie there or something, um, but they never certainly expanded upon that. So I think that's all stuff we'll see in season two. Yeah. And, and also what we really don't get is why is Moff Gideon so obsessed with this baby? Baby, yeah, you know, and then so at first we didn't quite understand. Now we can start to kind of make a connection to the saber, and is he force sensitive, or is he is he just using the saber? Like, what is he? Uh, mm-hmm. Is he obsessed with becoming force sensitive? Is that the thing, or is he trying right. to whatever? I don't know. Right, right. Well, you and I thought because there was also the um, Doctor Cushing or whatever his name was, who was like, I'm trying to protect him. Yeah. Um, pr- protect the baby, right? Um, and they say they don't think he's cloned. Um, so, yeah. s- but there's obviously that that tie back because Doctor Cushing has it on his arm, the the cloning thing. Whether he himself is a clone or he's working for them, trying to clone him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, really, the only interesting tie that we have is this mysterious way in which Palpatine has come back to life and we know the Empire just ended so it's possible that you're trying to bring him back to life mm-hmm. and you know that this baby has force healing powers yeah. um, and so you know I mean that's the only connection I can see with this bigger idea of well this it's all Star Wars it's all going to connect somehow um, is I still still have to just assume until we learn we get some more information with season two that it has something to do with Palpatine and possibly a contingency plan. Yeah. Especially since the Empire is so very specifically the remnants of the Empire are so specifically after this baby Yoda. Yeah, and it would make sense too even that Palpatine being human, uh meeting Yoda, knowing that he's nine hundred years old, would love to live at least even that long. And so if he right. were obsessed with that and had record that if you find one of these individuals in, as a part of the contingency plan, I can be preserved with with a, some of their, you know, DNA or whatever right. it is. You know, that, that could be that could be the case. Well, we see in Rise of Skywalker um, him start to absorb some of like the life, you know, essence of yeah. of uh, Ben and and Ray. Yeah. And I'm just thinking and that, you know. And they, they they didn't you know they didn't really like explain that uh, you know in in the rise of Skywalker so maybe we could get a little bit more explanation in in the Mandalorian yeah and I was just thinking too like they already extracted some material from Baby Yoda so I was thinking how could they take that material because I don't know that we're ever going to see Baby Yoda sitting across from a dead Palpatine and him pulling in wow what if we did <laughs> be crazy be crazy I mean it would be absolutely insane I would probably love it but um. I think they're going to use some of the material that they got from him. And that's why he doesn't seem as back. You know, he's, he still seems half dead, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. So, well, what do you think of, this, of the season one as as a whole? I loved it. I love there's so many different references um, to different creatures and to droids. 
uh, factions, the underworld, um, nods just left and right to all sorts of stuff. I mean, they're actually attacked, you know, Grief Cargo is attacked by a Minoc, which was really cool. So throwback to episode mm-hmm. five. Yep. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, here we yeah, go. Yeah, I know. It was super cool. <laughs> I was like, I bet Ez is losing it. Because you and I were considering naming something after a Minoc. Yeah. Or maybe just a segment or Right, or, you know, exactly. Or, I love, or something. I love yeah. that. I love Minoc. I think it's kind of cool. I mean, Minoc are actually, even in Legends, they use them quite a bit for different things. And so it's it's kind of crazy. Um you know, so I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think it was great. I think they did an awesome job. And every episode I was super invested in. And I, I it was a satisfying beginning. You know, you can say, well, there was a down episode here or there where there's a lot of walking and they're doing whatever. But it's just building. You're building character. You're building, you know, you need those episodes right. and you're learning more. Um, it's ebb and flow. You're, you're, it's fast paced and slow it down a little bit. It, it was great. It was well. I thought it was, I thought everything about it was actually fantastic so i mm-hmm. have like next to no complaints about it and and the ending is is fascinating i mean you look at like ig11 sacrificing himself you know mm-hmm. um ig11 man right there at the end you just love him they make these lovable yeah. characters yeah when he's 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 the nurse i didn't think he was gonna die i was like okay this is gonna be this is gonna be like our crew going for i totally thought it would end with like them all Mm-hmm. Like flying, and then it's just it's going to be our band of, of heroes as we see them fly around and, and do stuff. But yeah. I'm I'm sure at some point it will happen. Yeah, it seems like they now have an understanding, and and at least I mean, Baby Yoda has affected all of them in some way, and they've seen right. the power. And actually, in the end, there, Baby Yoda does save them all from that flame thrower. Absolutely. So that yep. was huge, and so they're all kind of connected there. Uh, and I think that'll be that's something that going forward when they meet each other again. There'll be respect. There'll be an understanding. Yeah, we have to protect the child. We have to do whatever mm-hmm. uh, or whatever Mando yeah. needs, you know, type of yeah. thing. And I, I loved, I loved, I loved all these characters. I thought all these characters fit very well into Star Wars. Um, Mando, Baby Yoda, Grief, Grief Karga. I man, I'm I know. really just I'm really liking his character. And then Car Dune, I think it's like my new favorite. Yeah, she, she's just like she's just like right at the t- tippy top of slowly becoming one of my just general. A lot of these characters actually are just becoming one of my favorite. Just man, it's like I'm starting to think now. I'm like, well, you know, I got Qui Gon, I got Luke, I got Anakin, Obi Wan. I'd have to put some of these characters right up there with them, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm just really, really starting to like these characters. Right, and we didn't even mention it, but uh, we get tons of little um, Carcinthia Cara Dune, right? A female mm-hmm. from Alderaan. From Alderaan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what is she a warrior princess? Maybe was she is she um, or is she just from Alderaan? It's super cool. Regardless, mm-hmm. she's just freaking mm-hmm. awesome. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, she she might have been a part of the um, the military there on on Alderaan or whatever. I don't know. It's just cool that she's one of the. You know, you think of Alderaan and it being destroyed, and to have people who were off world who could kind of continue that. I don't know, like like that the legacy carry on or whatever. Um, I just couldn't believe it when they said she was from Alderaan. Could not believe it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, um, yeah. I mean, I loved it. I just, I just loved it too. I'm ready. I'm ready for more. So that's just kind of where we'll start moving on to some uh, transmission or two here. Um, but uh, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Season two. What do you think we're we're looking at? Um, I well, I think it's going to be. Um, I I think. We're going to get a little bit of Grief Karga and Kara kind of doing their thing, setting up Navarro again. I think it's a place that we might jump back to from time to time, and it's just sort of a... Yeah, I think it's going to be like our home, home, home base. kind of hub. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they'll go on some some adventure, and he'll pick up clues. I bet you they'll be almost like if you're trying to 
I don't know, you, you might get this artifact or this map or talk to this person who knows this. And so it's going to be a journey of them kind of doing little things, being maybe still uh, tracked or, or Gideon's still after them because he's still out there and he was obsessed. So I bet we're going to have more of that, him trying to track them down. And he's trying to keep him safe, trying to train him, raise him, and also, you know, find his home world. And they're going to, have to yeah. pick up clues and meet interesting characters. It's going to be a secret, mm-hmm. super, a, su- a super secret way in which they get to where they have to be. It's it's like very few people will have the information that he needs, and they're yeah. going to be interesting characters who we who we come across. Yeah. Any big any big thing that you're like, if I could if I could put one thing in in season eight, what would it be? Or season in season, season two. Season, sorry, season two. Um, I would love a connection. I would love a connection to. Skywalker. Yeah. I would love if Skywalker was out looking for his compass or, you know, he's been searching for the Wayfinder or whatever it may be. And because this is still early on. I mean, I don't know. Ben is super right. young at this point, um, just an infant, too. Uh, so, you know, he, Luke's out there doing his own thing. Right. And it'd be kind of cool to see him or even one of, if it's not him, someone who is on a mission. Connected. Yeah. Who, who is one of his Jedi who are also out looking for artifacts right. and things and they come across each other and they 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 maybe don't know um master yoda maybe they didn't know master yoda but they look at mm-hmm. the child they can tell that he's force sensitive maybe they want to take him and, and make him a part mm-hmm. of luke's academy but mando won't will have none of it that would be an awesome awesome you know connection so or you know yeah. element um so okay so these so there's a few here's i'm gonna i'm gonna list a few characters this is kind of what i want to happen what i think is gonna happen in season two so i think um i was doing a little bit of research it seems like it might come out a little bit earlier than christmas next year so my guess is it's gonna launch around the time or just shortly after star wars celebration Mm -hmm. um so maybe like next uh september yeah right um and so yeah i think we're gonna learn maybe a little bit we're going to get a little bit more New Republic sort of stuff. Like maybe he'll run into some people since they kind of alluded to that. It's possible we'll run into the band of um, that he was, you know, with in episode uh, six, right? Um, maybe we'll, we have to get some sort of flashback or something, explain a little bit more about the the dead bounty hunter and the guy who was walking up to um, them in episode five. So I think you you already ha- you already have a handful of loose threads from this season that you could expand on into a few episodes. I think it's possible we could get maybe 10 episodes next season um, since Disney saw how great this was. Yeah. Um, but, and I said, well, I said one of these before, um, I think, and if you really want this to blow up, I would show a trailer that you're going to show on TV, right? You're going to air it on like NBC or, you know, ABC and stuff like this during sporting events, all this kind of stuff. You know, your standard TV yeah. is here's Disney plus, um, even if it were for one episode, I'd go get Alden Enreich, and you could have him run into Han Solo, right? Han Solo's out there, yeah. and I think it'd be—I think it'd be perfect. I think people would love it. Um, I mean, it'd be huge. It would be enormous, um, and then it would also be kind of a tester because make Solo two happen is a huge trending movement on Twitter, right. and this is kind of a way for pe- for um, companies a lot of times when they when they make TV shows and all this stuff you introduce a character and they blow up and so you say okay now we can it's kind of a way to beta test you know for if you're disney because disney wasn't really happy remember with solo's box office numbers yeah. but again i think a lot of that is their own doing i don't think it has anything to do with the movie yeah but i mean if you know you put it here's a we could you can go hire him for a 30 minute episode 
uh, and see what happens. And I think it'd be cool. It'd tie us in. Now, another character I just looked up. Yep. Um, the actress's name, uh, Janina Gavincar. Yeah. Um, Iden yeah. Verso. Iden Verso. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that I think would be a really, really cool character because she, at this point, is kind of ex-Empire. Yep. Right? And sh- and so she actually kind of flips around and be- joins the other side. Um, and she is roughly the same age as the character would be um, when we see her because we see her later, right? And she's much older, so we know she lives all the way up to, to Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, there you go. There'd be another character you could tie it into uh, a book that's already out, and you know the the Battlefront campaign. And I think I think it'd be it'd be super cool. Another way to just again, the nice thing about the Mandalorian is they're thirty minutes, so it's not like you have to give these people this enormous contract and fit them into you know the six weeks of movie scheduling and all this production. No, you just need them for thirty minutes. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a 30 minute episode. It's obviously going to be like, you know, a week filming or whatever, but yeah. it's a much smaller commitment to just come on one episode and you you help build this Star Wars um, universe. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. I'd love if so, I, I'd love if Biden Versio, that'd be that'd be kind of crazy. Sh- you know, oh, I'd be great. I think I think I think it'd be I think it'd be great. But I mean, those those are two characters. I think, man, you know, you just. You just you just bring him in. I think it'd be, it'd be awesome. And she actually, I just looked it up. She provided some voices in the Rise of Skywalker. So, yeah. wow, jeez, yeah, bring bring her in, man. Yep. It's just you know, it's just, uh, just bring her bring her in. So, wow. um, yeah, all right, man. Well, let's uh, let's move on. We got some transmissions here. Yeah. Um, so got one here from General Nuss. He says, my last transmission was very negative, so I'd like to send a more positive one. Out of the three trilogies, what are the top lightsaber fights? Mine are as follows. Uh, number five, he has Rey versus Kylo Ren from episode nine. Number four, uh, episode one, Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn. At three, he has Rey, Kylo Ren versus Imperial Guards from The Last Jedi. Number two, he has Darth Vader versus Luke, Episode 5. Number one, Anakin versus Obi-Wan, Episode 3. He says, feel free to include Clone Wars, any books, games. I'm just most familiar with movies. Thanks for putting out so much great content. General Nuss. Um, you know, Ezra and I have actually, we're considering doing an entire episode where we just rank all of our favorite lightsaber fights. Yeah. Uh, we had done one, we had done one in the past, um... But I think it's I think it's time to re kind of evaluate, re really think. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Yep. Line them up. See, just see which one's better. I mean, it's, the list are going to mm-hmm. be all over the place. We would love for people to send us their list and and you know your top five or whatever and and kind of mm-hmm. kind of see. Maybe we can get a vote or a poll going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think I, and I think you know originally when we had when we had done it, we had said, well, it has to be like a lightsaber fight. Like we were excluding Obi Wan versus Jango Fett, and we were um, episode eight is episode eight actually a lightsaber fight? I mean, it's them fighting people, but it's not mm-hmm. them fighting each other. But I think I think it's okay to just kind of include include all of that all that kind of stuff, and then kind of just go from there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's we get um, yeah like the, the force user is sort of against each other yeah that mm-hmm. I am all for um, sitting down and because you know one of one of my favorite ones is, is not listed here okay so yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I think and I yeah I, I I think I think I know what that one will be but um, yeah you know 
one of my one of the ones I always always go back to and um is Obi Wan versus uh, versus Jango Fett. I think it's a I think it's a really underrated fight. Uh, and then our rewatching episode three, Obi Wan versus Grievous is actually a pretty cool yeah. is a pretty cool fight. Yeah, it is. And actually, what's what's funny about that is uh, we learned from Ewan McGregor that that was supposed to be much larger. Actually, he fought mm-hmm. those much- other droids, and it was super epic. You know. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, so there's that. I mean, gosh, I'll even go ahead and say it. Remember the cave, okay? There was lightsaber on yeah. lightsaber action. There is. So, I mean, geez, well, kind of, you know, but, man, right. it was. So, yeah, I don't know. We would we'll have to pull them all out there. Uh, somebody needs to make a poll for us. That would be great if you guys could do that in the group or what have you. It'd be Just list them all out there and get the vote going, and then we can kind of mm-hmm. um, do a big episode on top five lightsaber fights. Yeah, let us know. So, yeah. all right. Um, okay, so we got uh, like three here from West from the OC. Um, he's basically sent us two, which are um, just kind of kind of back to back here, and then another one, which is just kind of his his view on uh, Rise of Skywalker. So he says, um, just saw uh, Rise of Skywalker for the second time. Ray's lightsaber is double bladed. Does any other Jedi have one? I can't really remember. Um, he's, and he just says, you know, her lightsaber is also a little bit bigger than other people since it seems like she turns her staff in, into the lightsaber. So in the main series, the only person who has a double bladed lightsaber um, like that, that more like staff lightsaber is Darth Maul. Um, and then Kylo Ren obviously has his lightsaber, which is technically triple bladed. Uh, it's, it's like that Claymore. Um, type thing, but the, in in Legends or the expanded universe, there are definitely a lot of Jedi that have double bladed um, double bladed lightsaber. The the first one that comes to my head is Bastila yeah. um, from Knights of the Old Republic. She has a double bladed yellow lightsaber, and then in the Old Republic, I know there is also some people that have 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 double bladed lightsabers. And uh, what's his name now? Kyle Kyle Kestis has has a double bladed lightsaber. Yeah, and actually, those say the Inquisitors. Um, they also have mm-hmm. they have uh, like sort of a double bladed slash like wheel that spins around right. type of lightsaber, which is pretty pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. What I mean, what what kind of lightsaber would you have? Is oh geez, yeah, dude, I just got the old fashioned, just the regular blue lightsaber. You know. Now, would your hilt whose whose hilt would yours was yours kind of look like? I don't know. I actually really like um, I really like Luke's hilt in the Return of the Jedi, I, I, which is similar to Obi Wan's. Yeah, I really like that one though. Um, and and if I had something, I think that looked like a solid grip, and I, I would probably use something something similar to that. And uh, mm-hmm. well, what's crazy is, man, once I get to Galaxy's Edge or I start really working on it. Remember years ago when I was going to build, like I looked at how they made lightsabers right. and they used the mm-hmm. old camera like flash tube and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff yeah. and I, I i like bought a couple pieces make, and didn't get around make to finishing your, make it. your own hell yeah yeah we, we need we need we need to do that we need to we need to build maybe that'd be a patreon patreon stretch goal for us we will we'll do a we'll build yeah. your own lightsaber thing like with welding tools and the whole deal and yeah just really well hey i'm getting the bench really, ready out there for the r2 unit really so really really build one yeah yeah ah man for me um you know i i there's a lot of there's a lot i like um uh, I'm not actually as fond of Anakin slash Luke's lightsaber. Um, the one I actually, oddly enough, I think I would I would tend towards um, is Count Dooku's. I just wouldn't. I don't think it might yeah. be red. I think I'd go with purple. And because of the curved kind of. 
late, and that's only because I did um, Tom, our buddy Tom, and I. Yeah. We took we did fencing. We did yeah, we did, did a couple. We did some, we did some fencing in in college, and so <laughs> I forgot. Uh, we needed you know that. we need we needed like an elective class, and so I'm I'm much more kind uh. of used to that to that type of a of a blade. And so I think that's where I'd go. I think, and I've I've held it before. I've held the the Force Effects Dooku one, and I just think it's kind of more comfortable where it's kind of curves down there at the, at the edge. Right. And so I <laughs> I think oddly enough that's where I that's that's where I would go in terms of feel. Um, but in in terms of look, actually, I really just like kind of Qui Gon's. It's really basic. Um, mm-hmm. it's just 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 kind of a basic lightsaber. Just got one little just the red button on there. It's not some crazy switch or anything. It, but but yeah, in terms of just in terms of feel, I think I'd go Count Dooku, but it'd probably be purple instead of instead of red. Yeah. But then again, you never know. So. Yeah. The, the dark side comes. Yeah, I know. No, no right. I, or uh, green. Yeah. Oh man, that's just so funny. I'm thinking about you guys fencing, and and I can just hear you guys out there <laughs> making the lightsaber. You know. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. man, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, okay, so he's uh, so he sent us he he sent us those, um, and then he also sent us another one here. He says, "Hey, Matt Nez, uh, first off, I just uh, it was clear to me watching the Rise of Skywalker. It's the first time that Leia sent Han to Ben using the Force because she knew it was what he needed to be redeemed and forgive himself. Um, he said set it up well when she said that um, she said to R two that what she needed to do was save her son by uh, was going to take a lot out of her." Building on that, I added uh, it added weight when Ray called her master because it gave um, credence to the idea of her abilities with the Force were natured over her lifetime, uh, and she, even though she didn't take the mantle of Jedi. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, second, the kiss between Ben and Ray would have made more sense if he didn't die right after. Uh, it was the thing that felt the most like fan service to me. Granted, her comment earlier uh, that she wanted to take Ben's hand showed that she cared for him, but I felt um, her stabbing with like the eye the when she stabs him right ended any idea of Raylo. um she said uh you know it would have worked so much better if he lived mm-hmm. so finally ray is completely a skywalker now uh she is part of the dyad with ben uh and when he healed her he passed the rest of his essence into ray and now lives in her it's why i think we didn't see him as a force ghost at the end uh, it's also why ray is the rise of skywalker anyway just some thoughts yeah that's pretty cool it, it's uh i think it, i think it's the the ending is interesting. I keep thinking about Skywalker, and I keep thinking about how, you know, right. they they, I don't know how, how she can be a part of that family and take up the mantle, take up the name, right. and carry on with it. It's just great. She is literally well, Ray Skywalker. It's awesome. Well, you know what? You know what? H- hear me out on something. Okay. Yeah. So this whole Force dyad, where they have this crazy connection. Yeah. Is it possible? That Ray's pregnant. I don't know. Maybe, actually, maybe. Um, I think that that could be a way to do it because then it would kind of tie it all up together. Yeah. Um. It, with like Anakin, right, being born v- theoretically via the Force. Via the Force, and if his essence is, you know, transferred into her, and she's like super uber, like this conduit right. or whatever, and and stuff would be would be really really interesting, and maybe that's why she's going back to Tatooine. Who knows. I would freaking love it. Honestly, it'd be great. I, right. But I don't know. I'm also still holding out for a secret, you know, Luke Skywalker child too. So, um, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think, uh, the, the, the force dyad thing is just so interesting. It's so, um, it's a whole new, it's a whole new thing. I mean, they said they were going to stretch us yeah. in the force. They're going to take us to new, um, 
to a different level. And so why not? Uh, I, that connection is super interesting and strong and they're passing stuff. You know, it's almost like they're one, they're just weird. It's such a, just a weird, interesting connection. You know, I mean, the the crazy thing is though, in the last Jedi, remember, I mean, he felt on his hand, he could feel water. Like he, 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 like something was being passed between the two. Like when water is, is she's on Ock two and like she's getting splashed Mm -hmm. and hit. He like, all of a sudden it feels like he wipes his forehead. It's not just sweat. He actually has like water, um, that is, Mm -hmm. you know, there. And they wouldn't show that if he's just sweating, you're not going to like show that. And just to say, why is he sweating so much? It's, he was, he was wet because of where Ray was. I mean. And it's entirely possible. I'm not saying it, 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 it it's what happened, but I it could it this whole force dyad thing where that yeah they can pass stuff via each other through the force. Yeah. I mean it's possible he's not it's possible he's not even dead. Yeah, I mean I don't. It would, I mean I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm not saying like oh I 100 percent don't think so. But did I he force I project think there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I mean you. Just, I mean well I don't know I don't know about okay. that. But I mean it's possible. I mean it's just it's possible just because like this whole force dyad thing is something so new. Where I mean, they're literally passing each other stuff, yeah, like through space and time via the force. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it, it it's if somebody if you know I mean it's it's like this new thing where I think it just has endless possibilities. I mean, it's po- or it's possible she can pull him out of the force and back into yeah. the this world. You know, there's the whole world between worlds business, and now yeah. there's this is like this is something new. Um, yeah, it is. Because even if you even if you go back, there is a big force connection between um, Darth Revan and Bastila in the old Republic games, but it's nothing close to this. I mean, it's, they just kind of can just communicate. You know, they can feel each other through the force, kind of no matter where they're at. But it's yeah. certainly nothing like where I can pass you a lightsaber uh, through space and time. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so they're they're taking it to a new level, and I I mm-hmm. I love that part. I love it, you know, uh, about it, and I think um, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I the, I I agree with um, West too on the idea that um, calling her master was pretty cool for for Leia for them to call her master, and it really did sort of build her up and give her that um, you know uh, credence or whatever that, that we just that she had uh, you know massive force abilities and was strong in the force and and she had um i mean she's fighting luke skywalker that was a great flashback where they showed that she definitely had the ability to do these things but that was the you know she didn't choose that path um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because she foresaw that you know she was needed elsewhere and that her son would need her saber and this whole thing i mean it was just you know kind of cool rise of skywalker um you know i've i have not seen it more than once uh, but ez has seen it as I've seen it a few times here, so I, th- you know, we just encourage people to go check it out again. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I kept, I think I kept saying like a, a second viewing is definitely worth it. Um, if not a third, a fourth, or a fifth uh, viewing, you know, we mm-hmm. were talking to Lindsay Gadotti, who's went and saw it now up to ten or eleven times, which I think is absolutely awesome. Um, it's crazy I haven't seen it that much, and I wish I, I mean, I think I'll get there, but um, yeah, man, it's it's just. It's jam-packed full of stuff, and we're really just excited with... I, I just keep thinking there's more, you know? And I keep thinking, mm-hmm. like, it's cool that the story goes on. I, I, I believe none of us really thought that Ray was going to die. She did die. I mean, Ray died. She does. <laughs> Don't she forget absolutely that, okay? Does. Like, she abs- she, abs- she, is she absolutely she absolutely dies. See, yeah. that's the little piece I think that sometimes people people like either forget or whatever. It's like 
because it we've I, I I keep remembering. Well, they kissed and then but no, she was dead, and mm-hmm. gave up out like her life to sort of, you know, defeat the Sith. And you know, Ben had already been redeemed, and it's sort of like, you know, what it's almost like like what she did, uh, for him, for the galaxy for everyone just just selfless i mean she's been selfless from the get-go she doesn't know how what her place in the story she's searching she needs help she wants these these answers and then it's like she just does all of this because she thinks it's the right thing to do and it's it's wouldn't anyone do this and so that really pulls mm-hmm. on ben um mm-hmm. and when he when he does come back through the intervention of his mother and his father and then even ray has been there intervening on his behalf and has been pulling for him and I think that she has actually, I believe, been inching him back towards the light. As much as people want to say, well, I don't really know, he's still somehow attracted to Ray and in in the light. And he's a you know, even though he wants her to come join him, it's it's so anyways, it's just crazy that she died and he's like, Wow, she gave up so much for for this. I, I the least I can do is is lay down my life for her. And, you know, really, uh, and, and, and bring her back because she's she is who the galaxy deserves and it's just like that's that's an awesome moment for Ben and that's why we want to see more of Ben because that's how good he can mm-hmm. be he can be that selfless I mean it's just like he can be that I don't know that's that's who he is it's just it's great man it's just it's mm-hmm. freaking awesome so mm-hmm. yeah yeah um I the more I think about the movie I mean it I I don't know though that it didn't I definitely think there is quite a bit of um, resolution to the series. I get a little bit maybe with the prequels, um, be just because there's not you know other than other than the Force voices we hear, but I mean I think Luke you know we get we get Luke lifting the X wing up right, which is a throwback to you know to to, to five. Um, we get Leia, we get we get Han back in there, we get Chewie, Lando, Wedge Antilles. That's a throwback to you know to four. Um, so I I think there is actually quite a bit of um, quite a bit of of resolution. I and again a little bit a little bit with with Palpatine one through and three, and then I, just because he does have that one line where you know there's many abilities that are not um, that are deemed un, unnatural. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and maybe after I watch it a handful more times and I really know what to really listen for inside of the um, in inside of the uh, the force voice scene. Um, I think th- I think there is that connection there to uh, uh, to to the prequels. Right. Where, where Anakin says, you know, balance the force like I once did. And specifically because it's Hayden Christensen voice. Sure. Yeah. 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 There, there's there's a subtle um, nods to. To it, I mean, it's it's tough because the easier connection is the characters who are still alive um, at this time, and the, the prequels seem so far away. Um, it's tough to kind of make a real direct connection. Although I would say Palpatine is that direct connection. I mean, he is the thread absolutely through the whole through the whole thing. So um, he was there from Episode One, you know, and then he's there through the first six, um, kind of. You know, and uh, and then he shows up here. I mean, I mean, four is not there at all. I mean, we just sort of catch up with him right. again in five. He's he's around, but yeah. So yeah. so there's that. Um, so and we do have actually uh, another. Just I don't know if we've I don't think we've read this one. Um, okay, this is uh, from Amanda, and uh, I thought we'd read this real quick. And I could be wrong if we've read it. I, I apologize, but I don't think we have. Um, this is sort of her reactions to the rise of Skywalker. Uh, she said, "Cheesy cow um, is all I can say about it. I laughed, I cried, I got mad, and I cried again. Here are a few 
of my very spoiler takeaways. Uh, the beginning was insane. I had no idea what was happening for a while. I definitely think this could have been a three-hour movie with less initial rushing around. Um, a few more details flushed out. Uh, massive, um, massive ooh at the thought of procreating Sheev. Um, you know, five seconds of Raylo, uh, and then where did uh, where the f did the di where did uh, the, the Disney ending go? Um, if they wanted an opportune moment to bring Force Ghost Anakin in and resurrect someone, that was it. Oh, I think Sir Matt would agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was really hoping to see the Force Ghost Jedi's tackle Palpatine, and once Ben and Ray went down, um, seemed like that would have been a great opportunity to pay homage to one of Lucas's ideas. Uh, but the scene still played well with all the voiceovers. Um, I like to think Anakin had some input on the crossed saber bit. Nice throwback to episode three. Um, Leia's scene, scenes were awesome. I think they did a great job with the footage that they had. That flashback scene of Luke and Leia training was pretty sweet. And her final scene hit me right in the feels. Um, Han freaking Solo, I know, uh, is the uh, original, um, you know, uh, quote, I have spoken. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zori Bliss totally looked like a Velvet Power Ranger, but it worked. Uh, there's so much spinoff potential with these characters. Disney Plus will probably be going uh, for a decade just with new Star Wars uh, content. Overall, I loved it. I'm looking forward to seeing it again Sunday with some old friends. Thanks, guys, for getting me back into this amazing saga in time to experience the end of the Skywalker saga with an amazing online community. May the Force be with you, Amanda. Wow. Yeah. Great. I love it. Yeah. So that's, 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 I mean, yeah, I, I, there's definitely more. I think we all kind of thought was going to happen with the force ghost. And I think I even thought there was going to be more Luke Skywalker. Honestly, I thought there was going to be a little bit more with him, you know, because the whole idea, um, people talked about, well, just Ryan Johnson killed him. So, you know, you can do more with him in the forest. Well, they didn't. I mean, uh, other than he pulled a brick out and he handed Ray, um, Leia's lightsaber and you know he does give right. her some advice right. and it's cool but man I really wish there were more intervention I would have loved to have seen Han Solo standing in front of Ben and way in the distance you see a force ghost of Luke just watching yeah. like I would have loved that how hard would that have been you know or even Leia there as well I know Leia had just, had just died but her carnal body was still there and she hadn't become one with the force yet so there's a lot you could just you could have done without even saying a word and we could have been like, well, what we would be speculating was Luke. Was that Luke who brought, you know, Han back or was that Leia or was that just Ben's memory? You know, the whole the whole thing. So, I don't know. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I don't know. I, just, I feel good about the movie. I still I just I just I just feel I just feel good about it. So um, I, 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 I think the more the more I watch it and the more I, when I watch it together, seven, eight and nine, um, it'll start to to feel the way it's supposed to be. And then, you know, we're going to expand on it more. And I think that's, that's the, the best thing you can do in terms of, then you can provide some context and then it'll make that scene seem more important and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So I don't know. We can't wait. We're, we want to hear uh, more of your guys' thoughts. You know, let us know what you thought about the rise of Skywalker. Really let us know what you thought about uh, Mandalorian, baby Yoda. Where is that going in episode or in season two? And, um, I mean, going forward, I think we've said this. We're going to do some top five, top ten videos, and mm -hmm. um, I mean, I right before we started this, Matt was talking about getting into uh, a Legends series and maybe mm -hmm. us picking up with a little Legends uh, book club action, which would be kind of cool. We 
typically bring people on for that. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you're interested over on uh, Patreon, we could uh, once we get that going, we'll let you know what book we're going to read and and we can have you guys pop on here with us. Be kind of cool. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So. so. All right, guys. Well, uh, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Our next episode, uh, we'll continue to discuss your guys' transmissions. So send us your Star Wars thoughts, your origin stories, and your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. Yep. Uh, If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, uh, write a review. Here's the thing. Um, The reviews help. I've said this before. And... We, we do have so exclu- some exclusive pins on Patreon that I'm actually uh, just talked to Sir Matt, and I'm, I'm literally packaging them up right now and sending those out to our, our patrons. Those are going to be out this, uh, this, this coming week, so hopefully you'll, you'll get yours. And, uh, but there may be something, um, you know, I mean, let's just say we, we appreciate a good review. So uh, we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. that's, that's something we will come back to. But, yeah, so leave that review, leave us a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator sick of being upsold at gyms my guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.